Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mike Bouchard, host of the Night Stalker podcast. And again, today we are going to be a little bit out of our element. Uh, instead of doing unexplained homicides, disappearances, we're going to go back. A couple days ago, we, uh, we did a short view on the Kyle uh, Rittenhouse shooting, uh, which I based... I based my decision solely on what I saw. Uh, I didn't base it on color, context. Uh, basically, I, I based it on what I had seen in the, the footage itself. And in the same <clears throat> context with the um, uh, Ahmed... Uh, Asbury case, it's kind of the same thing. Um, I watched several uh, different videos. I uh, listened to a uh, about a half hour podcast by uh, Nathan uh, Daly, who does a good job at explaining why law enforcement does what law enforcement does. Um, what I saw is, isn't probably what the civilian entity wants to see in this or here in this part of the, um, the context because, uh, you know, again, you know, these cases get manipulated not based on what actually occurred or what it seems to occur, but they're always based on um, a black and white issue. I don't play that game. Uh, you know, I base my what I my personal beliefs on what I see. Not I, I don't favor. I'm not biased. <clears throat> and in this case, I am going to chew my own ass up a little bit, and I'm going to chew everybody's ass up a little bit, and everybody's going to get the rear end chewed up a little bit, but the first thing I did notice was the, um, the poor response by the, uh, first arriving officer on scene. Uh, I listened to his testimony in court, uh, you know, None of it, to me, made made sense. So you arrive on scene. You have an unidentified black male laying in the roadway, covered with blood. You have three white males wandering around with firearms. Um, okay, you get to the scene. The first... The first line of action is to make sure that you're secure. Um, at no point after that were these three white males uh, brought into a, a contained area. 
you know, he relied on, no, we don't have a gun. We don't have guns. Yeah, well, I don't believe you. So, um, you know, that's why we have more than one set of handcuffs. They weren't, they weren't secured. The suspects weren't secured. Uh, they were just allowed to freely wander around uh, the scene, which one contaminates the scene. Second, it puts the officer uh, in a very bad position in the event that one of them did have a firearm. <clears throat> Even what got me more is when the second car got there, these guys were still wandering around. What the fuck? I mean, you know, isn't anybody else thinking about somebody shooting them or is this just me? Uh, the first officer is more worried about finding crime scene tape. Well, how about administering first aid to the guy that's laying out in the road? He used a lot of, the first officer used a lot of terminology. Well, he looked dead. Death rattle. <clears throat> Listen. Your responsibility is after the scene is secure is to provide medical attention, whether that means you get down on your knees and dirty your uniform pants and provide either compact the wound if it's bleeding, perform CPR if it needs to be, and if you have a paddle, go to the AED, okay? Um, <clears throat> a funny statement that the first officer made, well, the only thing I had was... Uh, CPR training and AED training. Well, um, that's probably really what you would have needed. And as far as compression on wounds that are open, anything will do. Clothing, bandages, cotton, whatever you might have, okay? So, um, and it was clear that... Uh, Asbury was breathing because I, I watched... The video is pretty close. Um, I saw movement. Uh, deceased people do not move. Not where I come from anyway. Um, so, this guy was more concerned about running around looking for crime scene tape than providing first aid. Well, let's, let's just say securing the, securing the suspects first. <clears throat> you know, secure the suspects, collect, collect, collect the firearms, and uh, that's, what, that's what you need to do. Hold on for a second. Okay, sorry, I had to step away from the, the mic for a couple minutes. Yeah, so there were a lot of tactical mistakes that were made. Um, you know, I, I just, it was, it was sloppy. It was sloppy. That's all I could say. <clears throat> Some other notes that I, that I, I did, I did make was, um, regardless of what anybody says, the clothes that I saw on the victim were not jogging clothes. So <clears throat> I, I don't believe that, you know, uh, it's just how it is. A couple other, uh, a couple other issues I have with if 
Arbery was so afraid of these men, why did he purposely go around and direct himself in the direction of one of the guys and start swinging at him? Clearly visible. If you're afraid, you run your ass off. You don't stop and fight people. You don't run towards them, especially if they have a gun. You run away from them, just like in the Rittenhauer case where the witness says, uh, <clears throat> you know, he was, he was a good guy, but he had a gun, and he went at somebody with a smaller gun, and he came off on the bad end of the stick. That doesn't make sense, okay? Just, uh, it just, just doesn't make sense. Okay, so there's, you know, you're, there's a lot of half-truths being told in this, this story. Yeah, video footage, average footage is about a minute, 24 seconds. Really doesn't really doesn't show you too much of anything. Uh, body camera footage is all after the fact. So what's important is what occurred before the incident or what led up to the incident. <clears throat> now... Here's the issue I had when I, when I, the last episode that I did, um, I think it was episode 28, Civil Liability. Civilians with firearms. Oh, let me just, let me just retrograde back here for a second. <clears throat> there was another uh, piece of footage put out. Uh, didn't look at the person's name, but it was a footage from 2017 where Asbury was being detained by police, him and a group of uh, younger males for shoplifting. The inference of this, which is bullshit, is to already establish a criminal background on Albury. That's what it is. However, here's the difference. In this case, although Aubrey may have been involved in a crime, the footage was of law enforcement affecting law enforcement action, okay? It wasn't civilian on civilian action. Completely different. Um, regardless if he was, regardless if he was involved in a a criminal case and arrested for it, the fact is that that is not part of the investigation that is being conducted. The part of the investigation that's being conducted is the is is a a possible uh, burglary, not a robbery. Robberies are when you take things from people. Burglaries are when you take things from unoccupied dwellings. Let's get that first. There was, there's no robbery. There was a, it was a Maybe possibly a burglary, but there's no robbery involved in this case. Um, the issue I ha have with this is the first thing that I mentioned in the civil liability case. You do not shoot people for property crimes. I don't care what they stole. I don't care whose house they're in or what Ferrari gets taken. You do not shoot people for property crimes because it's property. It's insured. It's replaceable. You don't shoot people for that. 
I'm not saying stealing property is right, nor will I condone it, but it is not the same as somebody physically attacking you. Okay, where you where you might possibly need to use deadly force. Now, to go back to the case where Aubrey, Aubrey runs around the truck and starts swinging at this, <clears throat> one of the uh, suspects. In a couple of these articles, it's mentioned that Aubrey is a boxer. Okay, which brings the threat level up for an individual that is not a boxer. Okay. So, is there a good possibility you could use that in self-defense? Absolutely. You have somebody with superior skills who could either physical, and you have a firearm which they could take. So, the perfect storm. If he, if he did knock you out or hurt you bad enough, he can retain your firearm and kill you. The dynamics goes up. But, of course, the, the liberal people don't want to hear this, but it, it is what it is. Um, but let's get let's just kind of get back to the, the nuclear setting of this whole thing. Property crimes, I mean... One of the witnesses says he was 350 yards away. 350 yards, that's three and a half football fields. What the hell can you see at 350 yards? I'm old, I have rather, I have okay eyesight, I guess. And at 350 yards, I would be questioning myself what the hell I saw. Okay, so let's let's just say, for instance, Albury went into the house or to the, the unoccupied dwelling, looked around, maybe took something, maybe didn't, you know, regardless of the fact. The fact is, it's a property crime. Um, you do not chase people down with guns for a property crime. You do not block the roadway off. And, and one of the suspects is a retired cop. Where, where the hell, where the hell was it? Where, where the hell did this guy come from? What department was that from? You know what I'm saying? And again, none of these people are active law enforcement. The game changed. It changes. The game changes. The dynamics of the game change. You're not a cop in a uniform performing lawful duties. You're a civilian, you know, uh, with a gun. You know, and let's face it. I mean, one in using common sense would say, hey, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't go chasing somebody down the street with a gun. Especially a shotgun. I mean, that, that is just like... That's just a very poor cho- choice of 
self-defense weapons. I, I don't know why. Why? Why would even want to carry that thing? It's like having a third arm that you got to watch out for. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it was a poor choice from the onset. You have a guy possibly, or very possibly, in a building where he shouldn't be. Okay, you got trespassing. Maybe, maybe he went inside. Maybe he had, took something. Maybe he was thinking taking something. However, trespassing property crime. No felony. Nobody's life's in peril of serious uh, physical injury or death. So he runs from you. 911 works pretty well. Keep your eye on him till the cops get there. That works even better. Um, I just, I just don't find from a The origin point, I, I don't find, I don't find any validity to that. Of course, when the dynamics have changed, when you have a younger gentleman who is supposed to be a boxer, physically fighting with a, he went at a, a gentleman a little older, out of shape, um, Okay, then the dynamics change. However, the dynamics wouldn't have had to change if people just call the damn cops. Okay? So, you see, this is the problem with the civilian entity. I understand people are just PO'd or people doing whatever the hell they want. However, people, this is a legislative problem. It's a legislation curbing what the police can do. It's a it's a federal, local, and statewide problem. Nobody wants the police to do anything, so people just randomly feel like they can do what the frick they want, and that's what they do. In this case, <clears throat> myself, based on based on the merits um, it's going to be a hard case for the defense to win. And it really is because you have to realize the, the, the shooting itself was a result of the actions prior to the shooting, which meant that you had a, um, well, and you never can consider people unarmed. So, just get that that bullshit right out right off the rip. I mean, you know, you don't know if people have a fucking gun or not. So, oh well, he's unarmed. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm not waiting to find out. However, at the same time, if it's a property crime, it's not obviously occurring on your property. You you or somebody else is in that threat of serious uh, bodily injury or death. Disengage. Disengage. That's what we have 911 for. I mean, unless you're out somewhere in, you know, no man's land where, you know, the police won't get there for two and a half hours. That's a different story. However, the origin point or the basic suspicion of they believed he was involved in a trespassing and a burglary
them going after them with firearms. Um, pretty dumbass move. Not only is it a dumbass move, but these are the these are the tragedies that occur when you make dumbass move moves because you you know you want to be a cop again. You want to you know save your neighborhood, this, that, and the other thing. That's what you have law enforcement there for. Okay, that's their that's their job. That's what they do. Um, you know, <clears throat> it would have been a different situation if somebody was being held at knife point, being physically robbed. But again, you had a property crime. And that's all, that's all it was, is a property crime. Um, and this is, this is what we end up with. And this just kind of, just kind of goes along with what I've been saying lately. <clears throat> with all these people buying firearms and guns and everything, because they're afraid that the government won't protect them. They're afraid that the car government has restricted law enforcement to such a point that law enforcement can't protect them so what do they what do they choose to do they choose to protect themselves and it, it also correlates with my statement is i don't mind 12 million new people owning guns but it scares the living shit out of me that none of them have training and these are the results that occur okay so And like I said, the shooting was the second part of the incident. It was more than one incident. It was the, the, the origin point of the incident, which if nobody went after this guy, they called the cops. The cops could have stopped them, seen what was going on. Uh, if they hadn't engaged them, none of the you wouldn't have had a second incident where an individual was sh- shot and killed. Okay, it, it's as simple as that. It's not math. It's not, it's not big time math. You don't need a calculator for this, you know. And I do understand that the victim had a criminal background. I get that. I get people trying to throw these videos in to mislead or misrepresent the facts of the particular case. I get that too. I see that. Um, you know, and then, of course, you bring in the racial issue and all of this, you know, you know, it's like a social norm, a cultural norm nowadays. It's either a misinformation or it becomes a, a, a racial issue. Why don't we just call it what, what it really is? Why don't we look at what started, started this tragedy and work our way to where it is and where it's going. You know, let's just get rid of all this other, you know, disinformation, you know, maneuvering, media bullshit. Let's just call it for what it is. Let's identify the wh- why, why it started. Let's identify the mistakes along the way. Let's identify in the second situation, was there reasonable, was there probable cause to use deadly force based on certain factors? So we have a lot to look at. It's not just as as simple as, it's not just a simple thing. 
these are very complex things. That's why I try not to get involved in like written house and <clears throat> this Osbury case because I tell people like it is and people get pissed off. Um, I tell it in a, a non-biased way. I chewed the cops up. I, I chewed, uh, you know, the, the, the victim up. I choose, chewed the suspects up. <clears throat> because to find the truth, we have to look look at the people involved. And, and <clears throat> look at the critical parts they all played, you know. Nobody wants to see anybody ever get killed. It's it's not a good thing. It's never been a good thing. Uh, it will never solve. Violence will never solve anything. Never has. Never will. Um, but these are things that the society in general we have to look at. Um, you know. So all I can tell you is uh, the cases in the. You know, it was in the court's hands. You have due process for the suspects. And, you know, unfortunately, you have <clears throat> one family who's grieving the loss of a, a loved one. You have three gentlemen that made a very bad mistake. Uh, and this is, from here, it's the court's decision to or a jury's decision to make a determination on the case, not yours, not mine. You know, by going out and doing destructive things, we only perpetuate this type of action in, in, in the near future. So um, let's just hope everybody can uh, take a look at all the facts in this situation. And we will all have our different opinions obviously. Um, you know, my issue with the whole case is the origin point and what proceeded from the origin point until some the individual was shot. I mean, I, I find a lot of problems in between point A and point B. That's my personal opinion, but it's, it's based on 35 years in law enforcement um, and 50 or 58 years of life experience, okay? So, until until the next one, this was ex actually episode uh, 29. I don't know if I actually explained that in the beginning because um, I don't know if I've been trying to look at some paperwork and stuff that came across. But uh, until then, people, let's, you know, listen, we have to be a little more responsible, especially for a firearm owner. You know, <clears throat> I get it that people are upset with the way the society is going. <clears throat> I understand that, but, you know, you just have to let the police do their job. Whether you like the cops or not, they're there for a reason. They do a job, and, <clears throat> you know, we don't need to be um, out there chasing people around, attempting to make citizens arrest, which is interesting. The word citizens arrest or arrest 
uh, I didn't hear it in any of those videos, so I'm a little bit suspect of that, too. But until next time for episode 30, which I'm not sure what that's going to be yet, just remember when you're in a dark parking lot, a dark alleyway, a dark street, or a dark path in the woods, and you hear footprints behind you, you don't know who they are, and you don't know what their intent was, so beware. I'm Mike Bouchard, host of the Night Stalker podcast. This is episode 29. I'll see you on episode 30.